Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. My name is Chris Swan. Really do appreciate you spending part of your day with us today. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. That's the phone number, 419-794-3030. Always online, day and night, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about avoiding some of the biggest mistakes in retirement planning. With the bond market crashing this year, what should we look at as a possible substitute? And a famous actor fesses up about being made off, but... Before, before we get into any of that, uh, let me check in with the guys. Nolan Scott, glad to be with you as always. How are we doing? We are doing fantastic, right? We had a great week of uh, weather here in October. It's crazy. I mean, we were like sunny and high 70s for late October, which is awesome. Uh, but uh, no, we're doing well. How about you, Nolan? I think, don't you have a son that's uh, off of hockey somewhere? Yeah, we just uh, finished <laughs> travel hockey season. So sure. we've yeah. got about a week break and then we'll kick off uh, high school hockey season. So we had a great season uh, playing for the Toledo Cherokee up on Alexis Road and did a lot of traveling, got to see a lot of things. And, you know, just like you talked about, uh, Scott, it's uh, some beautiful weather. Um, you know, work-wise, we're getting ready for our next upcoming class that we're going to be teaching over at Bowling Green State University and the Perrysburg campus, uh, November 15th and 16th, going to be teaching the Baby Boomer Basics class and talking about the markets, the economy, the inflation, and all the information that you need. So you can register if you go over to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com, uh, click on the events tab. But yeah, I would say it was a blessing this weekend to have, uh, you know, some beautiful weather over this past couple sure. of days too. And, you know, I, I wish uh, the market was as easy to predict as weather in Northwest Ohio, but uh, there's still, even with our weather, a couple of surprises that get thrown in the mix. You know, it's funny, uh, every year this time, you know, the we get high winds and then we get this real warm stretch that allows us to go outside and, uh, you know, pick up the hoses and drain the water out of them and kind of do the uh, winter rising around the house, right? But uh, you're right, you know, with the market going up and down, up and down, it's kind of like the weather, you know, in northwest Ohio, that happens, you know. I know in the springtime, you'll get three different seasons all in one day, you know, so um, we can figure out how to manage that. That'd be awesome. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate with the weather, weathermen, meteorologists, they're allowed to be wrong when it comes to uh, Mark, well, actually, you know what? The talking heads on TV, they're allowed to be wrong as well, but uh, it's less fun than, than if they get the weather incorrect and you forget your umbrella. If you are exposed in the market, then it becomes a, a giant problem. And honestly, the amount of money lost in retirement plans this year, it's, it's gut-wrenching. Economists say that inflation and its impact on the market, taking an average of 25% off of American 401ks, which is an estimated total of about $2.1 trillion. So while the experts try to decide if the market has reached a bottom or not. Can this also present an opportunity, guys, if there is a new bull market out there? Can you help the, the listeners and clients find it? Yeah, you know, if you go down to the basics of investing, you buy low and sell high. Um, so, you know, when markets present opportunities or where you want to take advantage of some stuff, I know as you talk about it, it becomes a little bit more difficult, you know, when it's investing, your emotions are involved. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I was talking in our meeting this last week, going over, you know, things that um, America is facing, whether it's inflations continue to be out of control. Uh, you have the issues about the downturn in the economy with the markets. Uh, we've got uh, conflict overseas that is seeming like it's escalated, um, you know, with uh, Americans doing some things that they haven't done to prepare for, you know, what could be conflict overseas. And, you know, people oftentimes will wonder, you know, is it, is it time to invest and, in, you know, it, what should I do in a market crash? If I go back and I look at it in October of 2007, before really what I would consider the last big crash, the S&P uh, hit a high of 1,549. So a little over a year later, the investment would have been cut in half. So, you know, today the stock market trades at around 3685. Uh, by not panicking, your money still would double. So even if you had invested at the top of the market back in 2007 before the huge crash happened, by being a patient investor, it proved that over time the market paid off. You know, if you decided to invest back in January 2020, you know, when we had COVID happen right before the crash, the S&P had hit 3,225. A few months later, the market was down nearly 40%. And even after the market recent crash here in 2020, the market's still about 14% higher than when it had topped out back in January of 2020. So one thing you have to take into consideration is you cannot invest directly into the S&P 500 index. But what you can see is that time and time again, the stock market has rewarded investors even when they seem to be buying at the worst possible time. Yet here we are in 2020, you know, going into the last quarter of the year and the stock market is down, you know, 25 to 30 percent, depending upon which index that you look at and what day that you look at it. If you have time on your side, it can be a great opportunity to buy stocks. I think one of the key things that I would encourage investors and listeners to know is develop your strategy, run the fire safety drill ahead of time and know exactly what is your methodology when it comes to pick stocks. So here at our office, you know, in our investment portfolios within the retirement guys formulas, how we look at stocks is we, one, we look at companies and one of the areas that we like are companies that are very financially sound. So mm -hmm. cash rich companies, uh, companies that have low debt, you know, high return on equity. So by having a defined strategy, I can go and I can filter out different companies that we want to look for based upon what that methodology is. When I think about investing, there's really, there's two ways that somebody loses money in the stock market. When you buy an investment, it goes down in price and you sell that investment. And, and that's a painful lesson that too many investors experience. You know, right now they panic and they sell out because the market's in a quote crash. You know, all that does is that locks in losses and then they wait until things appear better, meaning that they miss any type of recovery and mm -hmm. get back in at a later point. It's a painful lesson that happens over and over again. The other way that you can lose money is by investing in a company and they file bankruptcy. So again, it's some of the models that we have uh, looking at companies that are cash rich, low debt, uh, good return on equity. Hopefully we've tried to identify companies that aren't at risk of going out of business. The other thing that I like, uh, you know, the debate is, are we in a recession? Is the recession already here? Is it coming? When is it going to happen? You know, regardless of when they actually declare it, I'd say times are a little tough right now. Absolutely. But even with times being tough, you still need things every single day. There's still what are called daily essentials. 
So I like the companies that are daily essential companies, companies that you use every single day within your life. You know, when you get up and use products in the bathroom, uh, when you get dressed and ready to go to work, what you eat for breakfast, where you shop at for your groceries, um, you know, how you live your life. And those are the type of things that I think can tend to be a little bit more defensive in this type of market. The next question is, is determining, you know, when to get in and out. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we had our economic summit, one of our most popular events, and people come out and they want our opinion of, you know, what do we think the market's going to do, say, after the election? Well, we're willing to give our opinion, but at the same time, I would say the market doesn't care what our opinion is. If you have a predetermined strategy, and again, if you stick to that, that can be a a way that I think personally over time, it can increase the odds of being successful. So as an example, if the market goes down greater than this percentage, that's when you maybe would add more because you're buying at a lower point. The same to be true is if you look at technical analysis and determining when to get back into the market, if you're already a little bit defensive, some of our strategies like iron retirement and our Isert circuit breaker, what we do is we look at technical analysis to determine whether it's a good time to get back into the market. So it's kind of like, you know, pushing the gas pedal down, sure. you know, when things technically look negative and we're below certain moving averages, we're kind of letting off the gas pedal, maybe reducing our equity exposure, which is what those uh, portfolios did, you know, back when the markets had some breakdown. And then when the markets go back above some of those technical levels, we'll push the gas pedal back down, thus increasing our equity position. So those are the reasons why you want to take a look at having a defined investment process. And those can be some great ways that can help you as an investor to determine, is it smart to buy stocks during a crash? So I, I guess if if I were to invest when the market is low, that's not to say that it's not going to drop a little bit lower. Absolutely. I can. mean, if I put in and let's say my threshold is at a, a certain number and that number hits and I buy, that's not to say that it might not even go lower than that. But my gains are going to be so much higher because I'm buying lower. Uh, how often do you run into those questions? You know, it, how do you know? When? And well, I mean, you can use history as a guideline. So history would be helpful to be able to make some of those decisions. So on any given day, if you look at historical numbers, it's roughly a 50-50 chance whether today the stock market's going to be up or down. Mm -hmm. uh, the longer you go, you know, if you go one year, the odds increase. If you go three years, if you go five years, the odds increase. So, you know, for those of you that are longer term investors, and for those of you, even if you're at retirement time, if you have a bucket of money that's designed to help offset inflation and, you know, be there for the long term, and you have the ability to let that money have time on your side, just as I started out, even the person who invested at what would have appeared to be the worst possible time, say like sure. October of mm -hmm. 2007, before the big 2008 crash, by sticking it out and being a longer term investor, it still proved that that would be a prudent, smart decision by having time on your side. I mean, if you've got the stomach for it, the market always does seem to come back and come back stronger. But what do you do in the interim? I mean, obviously, if you are retired, in October of 2007 and the market goes down, you don't really want to compound those losses. This is where having a, a diversified strategy comes into place where it may not necessarily all be tied into the market, 
Obviously, there is money over the course of a 20, 30-year retirement you're not going to need for 10, 15 years. That is money you can certainly keep in the market. But what to do in the interim? Well, that comes down to having a proper strategy put in place. And that is what you get with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. The Retirement Guys Formula, America's Medicare Associates, start developing that plan, especially if you're getting closer and closer to retirement. If you're nervous about how the market is performing right now, start developing a plan. Take that emotion out of it. It all starts 419-794-3030 is the phone number. Once again, 419-794-3030, or just go online, schedule the time there as well, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Don't forget the events tab over there at America's Retirement Headquarters if you want to uh, get more information, including how to go ahead and reserve your seat for the upcoming Baby Boomer Basics class uh, coming up uh, mid-November. That's at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Do you know that feeling you get when you fall into a routine or a rut like you're on autopilot? Well, new research shows that the average American is going to spend about 10 years of their life just kind of coasting along on autopilot. And guys, that kind of reminds me of when investors start out using a set it and forget it target date fund in retirement. But when is it actually time to abandon that autopilot for a portfolio that is more personalized? Well, I do love the philosophy of set it and forget it. You know, that showtime rotisserie and barbecue. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody had one of those in their house. I think uh, my father-in-law actually had bought us one for Christmas. <laughs> we use that thing a lot. Now I just stop by the local grocery store if we want to get a rotisserie and makes a dinner pretty easy. The thing that I would say first and foremost is, you know, saving in any vehicle is a good idea. You know, one of the challenges I think that a lot of investors don't do is they don't make that commitment to put money into their retirement plan. In fact, the good news is, is if you look at 2023, uh, the contribution limits in 401ks and most traditional savings vehicles are going out. But if you start to narrow that down and you take more of a sniper shot approach, you know, the year 2020 really points out some of the negatives of target date fund, you know, both stocks and bonds have been down significantly this year. And the philosophy was, if you had money in stocks and they were going down, hopefully bonds were going off and they kind of offset each other. But, you know, in a year like this, when you have them both going down, it can be very painful. In fact, it can be very painful for somebody that's close to or in retirement time you know, what happens is as somebody gets closer to retirement time or they're more risk adverse, they're more conservative, the strategy will increase the money in bonds, you know, which until recently bond rates have been historically low. So you were forcing a lot of your money into a category that was paying historically decade low rates. Now, as rates started to go up, bond prices have been going down thus pushing the prices lower. And of course, we've had the meltdown in the bear market and the stock market, which is why you've got kind of a double whammy effect that's happening. And it you know, could be for a while that that will continue to happen as the Federal Reserve has indicated their plan is to raise interest rates until they can combat inflation. What I would encourage the listeners to do is consider a different approach. The approach that we've been talking about for the past 20 plus years is called the independent income system. It's our trademarked approach where we look at the different threats and opportunities. So instead of having the traditional 60-40 or the target date type strategy, what I would encourage somebody that's close to or in retirement time looking at the independent income system and developing buckets of money that are designed for different time frames 
to accomplish mm -hmm. different goals. Using that approach may help you feel a lot more comfortable to weather through the environment that's out here and get you to be able to be in a position that can help you accomplish what those retirement goals and dreams are. So I think there's some ways that you can take a look at diversifying and changing the overall approach. And especially for those of you that are in target date funds and wondering whether a target date fund is a good investment. And it's not to say that you did it wrong when you elected to go into a target date fund when you first set out in the working world or first you know enrolled in that 401k. But as you get closer and closer to retirement, think of it kind of like if you're driving along cross country and you know, you're on cruise control for the bulk of it, but as you get closer and closer to your destination, it makes more sense to, to start paying attention and really take heed to you know, uh, make sure you don't miss the exit, things like that. Make sure you don't uh, continue to stay in something that, that may not necessarily be as strong as you get closer and closer to retirement. Go to americasretirementheadquarters.com to learn more about the independent income system, or you can just do a, a Google search and it's right there at the top. I posed the question earlier, you know, if you've got uh, the stomach to, to stay in the market, it always does seem to come back. But in the interim, in the downtimes, this is where something like the independent income system really comes in handy. So to learn more about it, again, go to americasretirementheadquarters.com or give a call and then speak with the team directly, 419-794-3030. Now, guys, can you believe it's been almost 40 years since Coca-Cola changed its formula only to reverse itself just 77 days later? What we didn't know was how many thousands of you would phone and write asking us to bring back the classic taste of original Coca-Cola. Well, we read and we listened, and you know the rest. They're both yours. The new taste of Coke and Coca-Cola Classic. Your right of choice is back. So they coexisted for a little bit, but New Coke was eventually phased out in what many call a marketing blunder. So let's talk about uh, blunders that people, uh, that retirees make with their money. You know, when you think about retirement, retirement is a point in your life that doesn't allow really the luxury of time to make up for most mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't get really a do-over right. and you really got to try to get it right. So those retirement blunders are something extremely important to try to avoid making when you're moving into retirement. And, you know, here at America's Retirement Headquarters, this is something that we spend a lot of time talking to people about. And we could spend an entire show talking about this topic. Um, one of the things that you can do if you want to get educated and spend more time on this topic, and I would encourage you to go over to our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Click on the events tab. We've got a couple classes that we're going to be teaching for about an hour and a half on this topic. It's called the Baby Boomers Basics. We'll be going over the course, going over these details. But some of the things that we talk about, Scott, are like taking Social Security early. Sure. You know, there's what's considered full retirement age, and it's, you know, based upon the age that you're born. And usually for most folks, full retirement age is considered 66 or 67. And if you look at it, according to the Social Security's website, 70% are accepting a lifetime penalty by drawing benefits early. And, you know, the, the thing about Social Security is it can be a cornerstone for somebody's retirement. Sure. It's been there for a long time. It's inflation adjusted. It's about to get one of the biggest increases with a cost of living increase right. in over 40 years. And, you know, by taking the penalty and accepting that penalty early, it can have a big impact over time. That could be a retirement blunder. The next blunder, number two, is failing to account for health care costs. You know, CNBC estimates that a healthy 65-year-old couple are going to realistically need to budget about $400,000 to cover health care expenses 
in retirement. And don't even forget when you're thinking about long-term care, you know, Medicare does not cover extended nursing home and assisted living care. And I know, Scott, this is a blunder that you're trying to help people navigate and spend a lot of time educating people about their choices on. Absolutely. 400,000 is a huge number over the life of your retirement. You know, if you're looking at 65, uh, you know, retiring 65, and if you've, you know, depending on how long you're going to live, you can get another 20 years, 85 years old, 400,000 over a 20 year period is really a tough number to swallow. And if you don't properly prepare, you, I mean, dental costs, dental costs could be you know, five, $6,000 right there. You're out of pockets if you don't have the proper plan put in place. Prescription costs. I've run into, uh, you know, I'm, we're doing the uh, AEP right now, annual enrollment period, and I'm going through and reviewing prescriptions. If you don't have the right plan put in place, I mean, that is a big number, and that's how you get to that 400000 Yeah, you know, retirement blunder number three is underestimating how long you'll live. And sure. I can't tell you, you know, in the 28 plus years of me doing this, sitting across the table and, you know, talking to a couple and saying, you know, that's probably an unrealistic number to be able to, to pull out of your retirement accounts if you want that money to last the rest of your lifetime. And, you know, what I'll hear people say is, well, you know, my mom and dad didn't live past the mid age 75, sure. so I'm just gonna spend it while I can. And, you know, why we want people to enjoy their retirement, you know, what happens when we're sitting across the table and you're 76 and you're looking at me and I'm looking at you and you're still here. You're still here. You know, people yep. are living longer. There's been great advancements in healthcare. What I would say is when you develop your retirement plan, bet on you living. You know, if you look at the research by Stanford, nearly two-thirds of men nearing retirement underestimate the current life expectancy of a modern 65-year-old man by five years or more. So bet on you living and develop your income plan. Retirement blunder number four is burning through money in the early years. So again, you've saved and accumulated money and you want to enjoy this great time. And I get it while you're young and healthy, you can do that. You know, vacationing can be great. Um, it can be a dream, but it's certainly expensive if you take one of those, you know, river cruises. You know, if you go out and you buy a uh, big expensive things right in retirement time, you know, those can be costly mistakes in the long term. I would say I encourage you before you burn through your money in your early years, you make sure that you spend time talking with your financial professional to see how the impact that is going to be. And that's not to say that you can't have money set aside for fun right, stuff, right, right? right? Like last year, the market, you know, in 2021, it did good. So a lot of people maybe exceeded their goals last year. That could be a good year to take excess money out mm -hmm. while things are good and pay for some of those things like the, the home improvements or the trips that you want to take. And then years like 2022, these are the years maybe you tighten the belt down a little bit and you don't burn through that money in the early years. So a lot of the retirement blunders can help, uh, make sure if you avoid those keep you on track for the future again if you want to learn more about the retirement blunders come out to one of our classes uh, we have classes all the time that are coming up we're going to be talking about baby boomer basics and uh, those events are online at our website america's retirement headquarters.com simply click on the events tab register come out and we'll teach you more great retirement tip you can also find out more about it by giving a call 419-794-3030 these are all you know, mistakes that uh, retirees make with their money. And they're things that can be avoided if, if they have a proper plan put in place, not like Coke where, you know, they're able to, to kind of undo their mistake uh, 77 days later and just become a punchline for 
uh, eternity. Uh, it's something that you want to go ahead and have a plan put in place ahead of time and just avoid making the mistakes altogether. Schedule a time, 419-794-3030, or go to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. So, guys, there was an article on The Motley Fool that says moving money from an IRA to a Roth can be a good tax-saving measure for retirement, something we've talked about many times here on the show. But it went on to say that converting money over while you're taking Social Security and Medicare, well, that could be a disaster. Why would that be? It definitely can be a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing better, I think, than tax-free money, and that's what a Roth IRA has the potential to do for investors. But it's not as easy as just converting money over to a Roth IRA. You have to really factor a lot of the things into the equation. That's why we encourage everybody to make sure that you have a conversation with your accountant or CPA and run the numbers. You know, now that the end of the year is close buy. Uh, You have up until December 31st if you want to consider a Roth conversion. So the clock is ticking. And if you haven't run a tax roadmap, uh, that's something that our office would be happy to run for you, be able to give you some feedback. Then you can take that information, talk to your accountant, talk to your CPA, and run the numbers to determine whether it makes sense. Because not every time we run the numbers, it does make sense. Scott, in my opinion, I think one of the areas that catches a lot of people off guard is uh, Social Security taxes. Sure. They don't realize that by doing a conversion that, you know, people that are drawing Social Security, the Social Security income shows up and those numbers can compound each other, thus actually making the tax rates even higher. What we do in looking at the tax roadmap is kind of figure out what a sweet spot is Mm -hmm. uh, looking at it on tax-wise. But then the flip end of that is that doesn't even take into consider health care costs either. No, the Medicare costs, or or whether it's Medicare. But, um, you know, if you're under 65, you retire early, you do that Roth conversion, uh, that's going to be a bump in your income, your reportable income, right? So if you're on the Unaffordable Care Act, the reportable income is going to reflect a higher amount of income and your premium tax credit could be significantly impacted by that which would increase your premium and then on the on the medicare side when you're over 65 uh, taking that Roth conversion increasing your income if you're on the threshold of uh, you know the standard income is uh, gives you a premium of 170 10 this year if you're right on that threshold of 181,000 uh, it could bump you to the next level, and that premium jumps up to 208, and it goes all the way up to roughly 540000 or $540 a month. So you really have to be aware of where you're at with your income and, and your, you know, your taxes to determine whether or not it's going to make sense to do that rollover. We want to make sure that we maximize your discounts in your health care to give you the lowest monthly premium as possible. So... Those are things that you really need to pay attention to. There certainly is a lot of upside to doing these Roth conversions, but it could be counterintuitive if you do find yourself in a paying more in the long run, uh, either by doing the, the conversion, pushing you into a higher tax bracket or Social Security having to, to pay that back or Medicare. So definitely a measure twice, cut one sort of situation. And the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can walk you through the process and figure out what is going to be right for you to get started. 419-794-3030, online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Earlier in the show, Scott, you were talking about the annual election period. And I know right now is one of the busiest times of the year because of the annual election period. Can you tell us a little bit about what uh, Medicare changes are coming down the line in 2023? And what are you seeing as far as the trends go with uh, health coverage in the coming year? Absolutely, Chris. Yeah, it's a busy time. Um, uh, I'm loving it. This is where... uh, Uh, You know, I've got back-to-back-to-back appointments from 9 o'clock to 6 o'clock, but it's fun. I love it. It's the annual enrollment period. A lot of changes have um, 
uh, been put in place for 2023. And it's important if you uh, if you don't have an advisor that's reached out to you or received a letter from your current advisor to go through and, and look at your your current plan and talk to you a little bit about what your um, what's changing in 2023. You need to. Uh, that's a service that we offer here at uh, AMA, and it's a, a free service. There's no sit-down charge, or we don't charge anything for going through uh, your review and making sure that the plan that you currently have is working best for you moving into 2023. Uh, but some of the um, some of the key points, you know, we talked a little bit about Social Security, and um, there's an increase of your Social Security check if you are getting Social Security of five dollars and twenty cents. You know, I, I know, don't get too excited. It's a whole uh, uh, tank or a gallon of gas. Um, so the Medicare Part B premium is going down from the standard from 170.10 to 164.90. So uh, anybody that uh, is currently enrolled in Medicare right now, you're paying a premium for Part B that is dropping in 2023. Uh, some other key points that are dropping, anybody that is on insulin, insulin is being capped at $35 copay per month. Uh, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, that, that helps a lot of people out. Um, you know, when, when COVID hit, uh, the COVID shot was covered under the Medicare Part B. It uh, wasn't covered under the prescription Part D, but it was covered under Part B. Uh, so what they've done is they've come along and said, well, we're going to do, um, we're going to remove cost sharing for the shingle shot. Uh, fortunately, I haven't had to deal with a shingle shot yet. I do uh, remember both my parents had the shingles and uh, the shingle shot. So the shingle shot is actually quite costly. Uh, that is actually going to be covered at no cost sharing moving into 2023. Uh, so that's also a, an, another good thing that's happening. And the Medicare Part B deductible, uh, in 2022, it was 233 That is the out-of-pocket expense if you have a supplemental plan for your Part B. Uh, that is going down to 226 You know, so some good things that have happened in lowering some costs for, for the seniors is... Um, Medicare standard premium going down and your deductible going down and some uh, uh, capping the insulin at, at this point. So, you know, there's there's a few good things that are happening right there. Well, I would say, you know, Scott, as I sit at home and, you know, maybe pop the TV on, you know, somebody who served in the United States Marine Corps, I was down at Camp Lejeune. So just in case you're not aware, if anybody was stationed at Camp Lejeune, there was bad water down there. Uh -oh. But if it wasn't bad water that we were drinking in the Marine Corps, you know, it's the next commercial is about Medicare and open enrollment and somebody famous on uh, TV that's, you know, wanting to talk to us about uh, the difference of the plans. Uh, I know we recently had a client that came in the other day. And what I was surprised is I get a lot of these robo calls to my sure. phone. I've added a, an app on my phone that actually blocks a lot of those. Uh, but, you know, I don't need a car warranty. My student loans are all paid <laughs> off. But what I didn't realize is that older retirees are actually getting robocalled on Medicare, too. So it's one of those things that the buyer beware uh, and what's happening. I mean, the decisions that you make 
can impact your health care coverage. So, you know, again, I think there's probably great people out there, but be, be careful when you're, you know, talking to somebody that you don't know on the phone. Be careful when you're, you know, just looking at an ad that you see on the Internet and somebody doesn't know your own personal situation. Uh, just again, it's one of those buyer bewares. The next thing I think is a big thing that's uh, kind of a confusing topic for many people that are close to or in retirement time is understanding what is the difference between an advantage or a supplemental plan. Sure. Um, so, you know, just, just to hit on the, the phone calls, I did have a client that called me up and, um, uh, you know, I've had her as a client for several years and she said, Scott, I got a phone call from somebody saying they were with a particular company and uh, they were telling me that I, if I don't make changes to my plan right now, uh, I could jeopardize losing. And she said, I just didn't, that didn't make sense to me. That didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with that. She calls me up and I said, well, first of all, your plan company will not call you to re-enroll you. That's not going to happen. So if you're getting any of those phone calls, it's definitely buyer beware. Reach out to me. I can tell you whether it's a legit or not and uh, go from there. But, um, you know, so the, it's a great question, Nolan. The big differences with uh, an Advantage plan versus a supplement. A supplemental policy is that coverage that's going to give you um, the, the coverages that Medicare doesn't cover, the supplement will. It does come with a monthly premium. It does not have dental, vision, hearing, or prescriptions, so you're going to have to purchase a drug card. It does not have a network, so that's a good thing. You know, you can go to any doctor, any hospital, anywhere. Uh, but, uh, you know, it does come with a monthly premium. Those premiums do uh, have a tendency to go up every year, and then you have to purchase a drug card. An Advantage plan is a network plan. It does give you dental, vision, hearing, and prescriptions. Typically, there is zero premium for these plans and usually a zero deductible. There are out-of-pocket expenses. You know, there's some office co-pays that you'll pay, like going to the doctor, zero. But if you have a specialist, it's like $35 copay for that. But one of the big things that is really changing, and a lot of these companies are migrating towards this into 2023, is they're offering flex cards. You know, you can get um, well, some of the companies out there, they have flex cards up to $500. You can use it for dental, vision, or hearing. Uh, some plans are giving food cards. You know, you can get a $50 uh, a month for a food card that will give allow you to uh, make purchases for food. They also have, uh, some of them have uh, $50 a month for utility cards. So you can actually get a, a monthly $50 allowance to go towards your, um, your utility bills. Uh, so, you know, those are some things that you haven't seen in the past that are really starting to come into a play moving forward into 2023 uh, with uh, with the Advantage plan. So the biggest difference is an Advantage plan typically has a network where a supplement doesn't. An Advantage plan doesn't have a premium that's going to go up each year. A, a supplemental does. Um, you get some of these bells and whistles. And these are the commercials you're seeing on TV all the time. You know, I call them the three Joes, you know, Joe Montana, Joe Theismann, Joe Namath, and then uh, uh, old Jimmy Walker, Mr. Dynamite. I will caution any of you out there listening and watching that um, if you want to talk to any of those, Jimmy Walker or any of the Joes, uh, that 800 number will not get you to those people. Probably not. They're not going to answer the phone. 
So that's that's one of the biggest differences in the in the supplement in Advantage plans. Yeah, I can. You know, one other question. Then we're talking about what Medicare changes are coming, and the trend it seems like is you know the switch between maybe a supplemental to an Advantage mm-hmm. plan based upon you know what some of the positives are and what some of the negatives that are out there. But the follow up question about that is, you know, if somebody switches. Can you switch back and forth between an advantage and a supplemental plan? Well, it's a great question. It's just like um, uh, in one of our prior uh, segments here, talking about Coca-Cola. You know, they made the switch to the new formula. I was, I remember that. I was a big Coke drinker and uh, still am, as a matter of fact. But um, kind of like that. So if you have purchased a supplement when you were first eligible, okay, then you decide, hey, I want to try this advantage. I kind of like the zero premium. I kind of like these uh, low co-pays. I'm healthy. This might work for me. You make the switch, right? You actually have a chance to do it over. So from January 1st to March 31st, that is the open enrollment period. And that's kind of where you get the opportunity to make a change to a different advantage plan. But let's say that we get down the road in, say, August or September of that following year and you decide that that change from a supplement to an advantage was not the right change for you it's kind of like a free test drive you can go back to the supplemental policy that you were on with no questions asked no medical underwriting that's in that first 12 month period following signing up for the advantage plan now let's say that you decide two years later to go back to a supplement then you are subject to medical underwriting and you could be denied if your health uh, status changes in a, in a negative way. So uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, thank you for that question, Nolan. It's a great question that I come across a lot. Um, a lot of times I ask them, why would you want to go back to a plan that's going to charge you a premium when you can go on this plan that has a zero premium with all the bells and whistles? So, um, you know, yeah, th- those are questions I answer every single day. And, um, um, you know, if anybody has any more questions or anything else that we haven't talked about, uh, boy, just reach out and I'm happy to help you. And unlike you know, those commercials on TV with the the Joes and, and Jimmy Walker, you know, when you do call and you set up a time to speak with Scott Kirshner, you are going to speak with Scott Kirshner and he is going to walk you through the process and figure out what's going to be best for you going forward in 2023 and, and beyond that. So here's the number to the office, 419-794-3030, or you can go online to americasmedicareassociates.com and schedule a time to speak with him there as well. With the bond market having its worst year on record, it's no wonder why many investors are looking elsewhere to replace them. Winkintel.com Cheryl Moore says one option is to consider an annuity. The annuity has a value proposition that works in any market environment, though. It doesn't matter if bonds are doing well or not. And that's that they provide a paycheck for the rest of the purchaser's life, even if they live to be 150 years old. This is a product where your monies are protected. The market's going up and down, really doesn't have much to do with your annuity unless you're purchasing a variable annuity where those values can fluctuate. So, guys, what are your thoughts here? Do you consider annuities to be an ideal bond replacement? Well, I think that's a good question. Uh, I teach a class, and oftentimes we have classes at our local university. In fact, uh, we're teaching a class coming up. It's the Baby Boomers Basics. Uh, you can get all the details on that upcoming event if you go to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Uh, click on the events tab. And I remember teaching this class where I was going over, again, the basics, and somebody had come up to the class and he said to me, why should I not invest in bonds? Looking at the answer and you know what the quote was here by Cheryl, she talks about considering an annuity an ideal replacement. The first thing that I would say is there's no Swiss Army knife approach 
approach when it comes to investing. I think, you know, bonds, annuities, stocks, there's a lot of financial vehicles that can be right for somebody's financial toolkit. And if we think about it, you know, the, the average investor has historically owned stocks and bonds and, and had a mixture of that. But the problem is, is, you know, with bonds, they've had a really tough time, especially here recently because of historically low interest rates and now rising interest rates have been uh, putting a lot of pressure in bonds. I also have sometimes people come in and say, well, I don't like annuities. I've heard annuities are expensive mm -hmm. or they have, you know, a misconception about what annuities are. So number one, you got to become educated about what your choices are. You got to look at the fact that, again, there's different financial tools that are designed to accomplish different things. Within the annuity space, uh, two of the categories that we here at America's Retirement Headquarters traditionally use are what are called fixed and or indexed annuities. So these are accounts that historically don't have those high fees like variable annuities. These are products that offer a fixed rate of return for a certain period of time, hence the term fixed annuity, or an indexed annuity, which is an account that allows you to participate when the market goes up, but protects you against loss if an underlying index goes down. So those, I'd say, yes, can be great alternatives. The other thing that I would say is there are other options, uh, things like real estate investment trust, dividend paying stocks, a high yield savings account. And, you know, last year, probably somebody would laugh at me when I said the word high yield savings account because that really didn't exist. It hasn't for a while. Yeah, but now, you know, as the government has raised interest rates numerous times, uh, the money market rates that are out there have become much more attractive today and don't have that interest rate risk that bonds do have. Now, speaking of bonds, again, not all bonds are bad. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, what you know is that government I-bonds, uh, these are bonds issued directly from the United States Treasury Department. You know, they pay decade-level high interest rates with no market risk. But in your situation, if you're an investor and you're not sure, you know, are you allocated in the most efficient manner? What I'd say is we can take your information, we can put it in our software, run an independent portfolio analysis. We'll talk to you about the different threats and opportunities that are facing each one of your financial accounts. So then you can make a better educated decision about what financial product you want to use to solve the desired outcome that you're looking for. And I guess in final thought, Scott, I would say it's like, you know, could I pound a screw into a wall? You could. I could, but it's not really the most efficient the way, way to designed, do it. No. Right. And I could also probably use a screwdriver to, you know, try to pound a, a nail into right, a wall. Right. They both will do that, but they're not the most efficient way to do it. So when you're looking at your portfolio and you're trying to figure out what's the most efficient way to accomplish the end goal, that's somewhere like what will come in and talk to you about and help you out by creating that independent portfolio analysis to answer that question for you to determine if you should have bonds or why maybe you should not invest in bonds. These investment vehicles can be looked at, like Nolan said there, you know, as a as a tool. It doesn't need to be the only tool in your toolbox. It may not necessarily need to be in your toolbox at all. And you definitely don't want it to be that Swiss Army knife, which will kind of take care of everything okay, but really uh, not as well as having more specific uh, strategies put in place. So to figure out how that works, how to put together your specific toolbox, uh, schedule a time to speak with them, americasretirementheadquarters.com, or give a call, 419-794-3030. Don't forget, at americasretirementheadquarters.com, if you click on the events tab there, uh, you can find out more information about the upcoming classes in November, the uh, Baby Boomer Basics class coming up uh, at, uh, at Bowling Green State University. Uh, it's at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Actor Kevin Bacon is opening up about Ponzi schemer Bernie Madoff. 
The 64-year-old Bacon tells the Smartless podcast he and his wife lost most of their fortune after having been lured by the promise of tantalizing high returns. There's obvious life lessons there. If something is too good to be true, it's too good to be true. And when something like that happens, you look at each other and you go, well, that sucks. Let's get to work. We've made it this far. We can still both work. Certainly, you know, you get angry and stuff. But I have to say that there were a lot of people who were much worse off than we were. People yeah. whose retirement funds were completely decimated. Yeah. And Madoff ripped off $65 billion with a B dollars from 40,000 people. So what can a smaller investor learn from this scandal? Well, I guess if you think about uh, Kevin Bacon, what do they say? Six degrees of separation that's from right. Kevin. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it was. You know, it's not that much of a six degrees of separation. I could say, you know, personally, I've seen issues of, you know, people looking to scam us. And, you know, how can I invest and not get scammed is certainly a big worry for a lot of folks. You know, it's your life savings. And in situations like what you saw with Madoff, you know, they didn't have protection. They've lost it. Uh, I've seen uh, scams here locally in Northwest Ohio with companies in town uh, that have made the news. I mean, we had uh, Tom Noe, I think, went to jail over sure. the, the coin scam. And we've had other people in town that, you know, have ripped people off. So first and foremost, a couple of tips here is check the financial background and the licenses of the financial professionals that you're considering working with. People that are in what is called the broker-dealer securities business, uh, they are uh, public records are available if you look at FINRA Broker Check. That's spelled F-I-N-R-A Broker Check. You can go out and you type the name of an individual and be able to get that information. Uh, here in the state of Ohio or most states, there's an agent locator where you can look up licensed insurance agents. And then also the third category is people that have uh, SEC or securities type licenses. Mm -hmm. uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission has a website which is advisorinfo.sec.gov. That's A-D-V-I-S-E-R info period SEC period G-O-V. Next, you want to verify the product is registered. So a lot of the times the issues that you see is these products aren't being registered that are out there. Uh, you kind of really watch out for the online scams. That's where I see a lot of this stuff happening. I know in my spam filter, I see a lot of things that seem like legitimate, right. uh, but they oftentimes are not. And then also use what's called well-known custodians. So somebody who holds your money. So you can have like top name companies that are out there like, you know, Fidelity, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price, uh, Charles Schwab. These are what are called custodians and these are the holders of your money. And companies like, you know, Fidelity and Charles Schwab, they want to do whatever they can to protect and safeguard their investors and help, you know, protect them from these type of scans happening. And it's not to say that it can't happen. I remember a situation where, you know, my own grandfather was going to the bank to take money out of the bank uh, because he had got a phone call that my brother was in jail in Mexico. Sure. Yep. Yep. And uh, luckily, the bank teller was smart enough to stop him and say, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right. Um, and if we think about seniors and retirees, it, you know, with diminished capacity, maybe slowing down, those are some of the ones that can be a bigger risk. But again, even me being in the industry with all the training that I've gone through, I oftentimes see things that somewhat look legitimate, but put a little bit of a hair on the back of my neck that made me stop a little bit and think about, you know, how can I invest and not get scammed in the ways to do it. The same that you probably see also in the, the healthcare industry. Oh, absolutely. I remember a, a specific situation where a client um, was really struggling. Uh, they 
very frustrated with their health insurance premium, and um, they were under 65. It wasn't a Medicare client. And they, uh, uh, around this area, they would, they have these yellow signs stapled to telephone poles. And it was offering health insurance premium for like $35. It was ridiculous. And, <laughs> and what do they do? They, they canceled their health insurance plan that I wrote them. And sure enough, about a year later, they call back and say, hey, uh, we made a big mistake. And, you know, so I asked them and they were very willing to tell me all about it. You know, yes, it was health insurance, but everything they did was capped at a certain dollar amount. You know, I mean, they didn't have the unlimited resources, you know, for a cancer claim, it would have been like $50,000. Any surgery was like $25,000. Well, that's not going to go far, you know. So, I mean, you just, like you said, if you're used to paying a high premium of $1,200 and all of a sudden you got somebody that's telling you you can get your health insurance for 100 bucks, like uh, Kevin Bacon said, that's, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. You know, you got to watch for those things. But, um, you know, one of the things I would add, you know, use family and friends as referrals. You know, I mean, that doesn't say that it couldn't happen because I'm sure that uh, Bernie Madoff had a lot of people referring you know, people to him saying, hey, this guy's doing a bang up job. Look at what we're doing. I mean, Kevin Bacon got sucked into it, right? And there's many other well-known people did. But, you know, locally, you know, bring it down a little bit and, and look at it. You, your brother, sister, you know, mom, dad, whoever, um, if they've been using the same advisor for many years, then there's a pretty good chance that that advisor is going to be doing a good job uh, uh, for you as well. So, you know, you know, I've got stories I don't want to tell on the radio because it's kind of embarrassing, but I've been almost scammed. Uh, I listened to the voice of a reason, which happened to be my wife, mm -hmm. um, uh, that kept me out of getting scammed out of some things too. So it's out there. Um, just, you gotta be aware. As we said earlier, if it sounds too good to be true, exercise caution, definitely. Like I said, you know, that measure twice cut one sort of situation, do a little due diligence, ask your friends, do some research. As uh, Nolan mentioned, you know, Fender's broker check, things like that. And, you know, <laughs> do your best to not get taken advantage of. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters, if something sounds too good to be true, you have questions about it, they can, they can walk you through the ins and the outs and say, oh, you know, this is actually on the level or, yeah, this is something you definitely want to steer clear of. So if you need that second opinion from them, they're happy to help out. Uh, but just give a call, 419 794 3030 if you have questions about things we've talked about on this week's show or things about your retirement, uh, your retirement that we didn't necessarily get to, but you want to know as it pertains to your circumstances. Obviously, everyone's going to be different. 419-794-3030. You can always find them online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. And as always, I want to thank you for spending part of your day with us, spending a little time with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Please have a great week ahead of you. Have a safe week ahead of you. Nolan Scott, always appreciate your time. And as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Uh, I guess as the leaves are changing color and it's still beautiful out before all the leaves uh, fall down, make sure you get out there, take a little road trip this weekend. And uh, just remember that retirement isn't the end of the road, but it's just a turn in the road. 
Uh, have a wonderful weekend, folks. We look forward to seeing you soon right here on Toledo's largest talk station, 1370 WSPD. Just remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.